Welcome back to episode 51, one week away from a one-year anniversary. Who thought we'd be doing this thing for a year, but I'm pumped for it. And with us, we got special guest, the sip of death queen herself. Jay Gray is in the, his house with us this week. Thank you for hopping on with us, Jay. Tim is not hopping on. He's got work, something about, you know, work comes first over a podcast. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, but we'll give uh, him a hard time next week during our one year. But big playoff episode here. We got NBA, NHL popping off. We've got footy action winding down over across the pond. Baseball, a little PGA golf. And Jay Gray, let's go ahead and start there. Oh, I'd love to. Um, yeah, PGA Championship this week, one of the second of the four majors um, each year. So definitely a big weekend in the in the golf realm. So they are down playing in another place that is near and dear to my heart, Kiowa Islands, right outside Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and they're just getting ready to tee it up down there um, on the Great Ocean Course. Y'all, if you have not seen a beautiful course outside of Augusta National, Watch this weekend. That course is gorgeous. Right up on the Atlantic Ocean. DeChambeau is going to be hitting some bombs straight into the sea. It's going to be great. Um, so, yeah, it's supposed to be a good time. We got a lot of big golfers that are playing really well right now. So there's a lot to look out to. And honestly, it can be anyone's game. So what are you guys looking forward to with that? Well, I'm looking forward to see if Rory McIlroy can actually finally break this dry spell of majors. Obviously, he won on the tour last week, um, where he played pretty well. Two weeks ago, where he played really well. Um, but yeah, like obviously, since 2015, in terms of majors, Rory McIlroy actually hasn't done anything. Yeah, and fun fact, Rory was actually the last person to win at the Ocean Course in Kiowa. Um, he was the last winner. Good vibes for Rory. I don't know if y'all have been watching, and he won, a, he won the tournament before the Masters, but he has been playing so well since then. But Spieth usually carries a lot of hype this week. I am I am all in on Spieth. Um, I think he's going to play really well. Um, he plays really well when there's a crowd. And I think they've lifted all the restrictions in South Carolina for this tournament. So it should be 50%, if not more, capacity. And it's just going to be a hell of a tournament. Rory plays well there. Spieth's been on a tear. Other people that uh, we need to look out for, again, I think Finau, Tony Finau, um, the the great ankle dislocator and breaker himself. Um, I think he's going to play really well this week. Uh, he tends to play really well in majors. I think his average finish is like eight. So it's about time for him to win a major. Um, and then Sam Burns, he's new to the tour. He won a few weeks ago, I believe, in Georgia, maybe. But he's very young. He's um, a Zalatoris type guy, and he could have won and probably had a score to win last weekend. I think he shot something absurd, like 22 under and lost. Look out for Sam Burns. Look out for Finau. But I'm going to be taking um, Spieth, and I think he's going to use the fact that there is a large crowd and some big support for him as an advantage. Absolutely. I'm looking at a group right now. I just can't believe they're all paired up. McElroy, DeChambeau, Spieth, Rom. And JT all in a group together. That's going to be one hell of a group to watch. Yeah, that's a huge group. Let me ask you, Jay Gray. This name keeps popping up. I'm on mybookie.com. A little shout out there. Charlie Hoffman coming at 150 to one odds. Everybody's saying, hey, put a little money on this cat because he's finished top six in the last eight events here. He's on a tear recently. 
Yeah, he's just been playing really consistently. He's one of those that you that you see usually in the top 20 of every tournament. And another one that you see in the top 20, especially in the past few weeks of a lot of tournaments, is Mark Leishman. Um, he's Australian. I would look out for him as well. He could be someone that that's contending on Sunday. But the other thing that uh, we really need to pay attention to, especially with this being a golf course on the ocean, weather. The winds are going to change and spiral probably throughout the day. And that's really going to affect tee time. So I would argue that you want to tee off in the morning Mm -hmm. on this course. And you'll see people who tee off closer to the morning time before noon could have some better scores than those who are dealing with the afternoon winds, especially if they're coming off the water. So that's something to pay attention to as well. Um, It's going to be, I think I saw it's like 15 mile an hour winds Thursday and Friday. Saturday is like nine and then Sunday's back up to 15 or 16. So that's going to play a toll um, as well. Wow. Look at, look at you getting a little insider trading information there. (laughs) Nice. I try my best. You should apply to be a caddy or something. So I've recently, Devin, I told you I've recently picked up golf. But I was a professional caddy for a while. And by professional caddy, I mean, I sat in the golf cart, I drank beers, and I talked a whole lot of shit. And <laughs> That's that all it. you have to do. It's a mind game. Yep. You playing partners, just talk a little shit. It's easy. That's all no, you got to do. I, I need to get better before I can actually talk while I'm playing. That's but fair. we're getting there. We're getting there. Anything else about PGA Championship? I'm really excited for it. I'm taking speed this week. I got a whole lot of sleepers to look out for. Who are you guys taking? I'm really going for uh, Slotoris. I just, I just like that kid, the toothpick that hits the ball a mile. And I don't know. I like him and Cameron Smith. I think Cameron Smith's been playing out of his mind lately. So I'm, I'm going to go for the uh, the Aussie and the, the weight guy. I've always been a big backer of Justin Rose, one of my favorite players. He probably isn't that good anymore. But I'll, I'll be, I like to follow John Rahm this weekend. It's only a matter of time until he wins a major, really. And another name to shout out as well would be Colin Morikawa as well. I think he'd be a pretty good player. He's the defending champion. So yeah. you'll see that first group, I think, is the Masters champion, the defending PGA champion, and I think the U.S. Open champion because oh, wow. it's DeChambeau. So that's a tradition of the PGA. They put the champions together to play in the first two rounds. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that format a lot. I'm going to go Charlie Hoffman. I, he's been hot recently and good odds on him. I think he'll at least finish top five. Why not? What's the what's the odds on Hoffman? One fifty to one. Mm, okay, you put money down on that? Yeah, I probably put a little twenty on it. Mm, that's what I like to hear. Oh yeah, Leishman, look out for Leishman too. Leishman, yeah. I saw I saw he's plus sixty six hundred. Yeah, hey. so not a bad little take there. Also, you know who's back this weekend as well? Ricky Fowler. Will he make the cut? I don't know. I honestly. I hope so. I think he's due for a cut right now. Give us more Ricky and get away from Spieth. I'm all in on Spieth. It's his time. He's he's going for the career slam. I hate train. <laughs> I, hate train. I was too. He's been playing well. I like him this week. Yeah, see, Jay Gray knows. Hey, we're going to find out this weekend. I'm excited for us. If you want to put some money on there, go to mybookie.com. They'll help you out. Hockey talk. Jay Gray, big hockey fan. Slate in the hockey business now. He's rolling with it. Pitts is even pumped up to talk a little NHL here. I'm ready. Hockey talk. Here we go. I feel like the first thing we got to get into is like the, the pickups. 
Y'all, I went in on some hockey research. <laughs> These are my notes. Dissecting. I'm ready. Most hockey research I've done in one day than maybe in my entire life beforehand. Slate, you are the hockey journey expert here. I'm going to let you take it off here. We're starting with Colorado, St. Louis. Colorado leads that series 1-0. So hot take here. I think that St. Louis is going to end up taking this one. Colorado's goalie helped them on their way to the President's Cup. Traditionally, that doesn't do extremely well in terms of getting to the Stanley Cup. So I'm going to go St. Louis. A huge round one upset there. Huge. Miss J. Gray. Yeah, I'm going to go with the abs. Um, I got a few friends that live in Denver, so that's why I'm picking the abs. No, I, I don't really know too much about West Coast hockey um, because I'm asleep before the games start. <laughs> so that's just true life of me. But I do know that that the Avalanche are the best team in the West. And I mean, it should I think it's going to be a closer series than people think, um, because I mean, the Blues, they still have players that have been there. They still have players that have experienced the Stanley Cup and they're thirsty for another one. But I think the Avs are just too talented to lose in the first round. Now, do I think they're going to win the whole thing? I don't know. I just don't think they're going out this early. I truly don't know anything about ice hockey. So all of this would be by feel, by guessing. And I'm going to go with the Avs. Colorado Avalanche, their first in goal, second in shots taken in every game, third in points against. So they are the team to beat. That is what it's shaping up to be. I don't know if anyone is going to be able to take them out other than Las Vegas. Like, I don't want to like jump ahead, but Las Vegas might be the only team that really has a chance to take them out before the Stanley Cup. And, and obviously the finals, I think anything can happen. I know this is a team that was spoiled last season, but I just don't think the Blues have a chance. I Like Devin, I would be shocked if the Blues upset them. I'm taking the Avalanche. 100%. I'm taking the avalanche with you, and so is Tim. I get the, the honor of announcing Tim's pick since he's not here. I would not be surprised that we get game seven, though. St. Louis is a scrappy bunch. They know how to put the puck in the net. They can get dirty. They can keep the game low scoring. I would not be surprised, but going avalanche, I think they get the job done. Got to get the hot takes in already. Yeah. We're, we're in the first round. A lot of games left. <laughs> if I can get one up on everybody right here. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> The thing is, I will say, one of the number ones will lose in the opening round. Like, one of them will go down. That is yeah. for sure. But also, I don't think the Avalanche are are your people to pick. The Blues also only lost one in regulation over this past 12 games. So, it's, it's a hot take, but the Blues are not to be slept on. Minnesota Wild up one game on the Vegas Golden Knights here. Little shocker there. I think people thought the Golden Knights would sweep the Wild, but the Wild are here to play. Uh, I think Vegas is going to end up riding on the back of Flurry. So, I mean, I'm going to take Vegas. Jay Gray? Minnesota, the Wild. I had a dog that looked like their mascot once. So, the Wild. Cooper kind of looks like it. I can see that. Matt? Uh, Golden Knights. Again, I think the Knights are the one team that could spoil the Avalanche's run. The Knights were, they were upset by Dallas. This past, not even a year ago, it was like eight months ago because last Stanley Cup got pushed back. But they're kind of the opposite of the Avalanche in terms of, not, I wouldn't say opposite, but where the Avalanche are first in goals, the Knights are third in goals in the NHL. And where the Avalanche are third in goals against, the Golden Knights are first 
and goals against. So both pretty top tier teams, very similar. And obviously being first in goals against, they've got one of the best goalies in hockey. And this may be a good segue for Devin. I'm curious who you think are the top three goalies in hockey. But Mark andre Fleury of the Knights could just be the X factor in this portion of the bracket. But I like the Golden Knights. I know Minnesota took game one. I think it was an overtime win. I think it's kind of a fluke. I don't think Dallas or I don't think um, Vegas gets spoiled like they did against Dallas earlier. So I'm taking the Knights. Yeah. I mean, history has not been kind to Vegas in the past couple of years here. Minus, you know, obviously the first year, the expansion year, they go and win the cup. And ever since then, it feels like things haven't gone their way in the playoffs. I think they're motivated. I'm going Vegas as well. Now, this is hard to say because they're playing game two tonight and all of a sudden the Wild could be up 2-0 and Jay Gray's looking like a genius while we look like dummies. But me and Tim both are picking Vegas there. I think just what they have on the ice, they should not lose. It's like the Yankees in baseball. They shouldn't lose. Let's go up north to Canada. Eh? Leafs, Canadians, who are we taking? I'm not paying too much attention to the, the Canadian teams. Canadian team. Uh, but I think we'll go with Toronto just off. I mean, they're number one. I, I really don't know that much about Canadian teams. I'm going to go with the Habs because deep in my heart, I still would love to see a Canadians Bruins final because this is like the only time it could ever happen. Going with the F and Habs, they better do it. I just lost you all the viewership of Canada just then. It's fine. You know what? There's a small pocket though. That is rooting for you right there. I will say, isn't this one of the like biggest rivalries in the NHL too? The yeah, this Leafs is a Canadians. this is an 06. so it it could very well turn into a bloodbath. Good entertainment. Well, I've got a friend who lives in Ontario, and for that reason and that reason only, I'm taking Toronto Maple Leafs to run deep. Is your friend Drake? You friends with no, Drizzy over there? No, no. Well, I can't actually disclose that information actually, but okay. just run through six with your woes. I got you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this could be a number one team that can go down. I think even if the Maple Leafs go through, I think the Oilers or the Winnipeg Jets can dethrone them and take them out. But Maple Leafs, they are strong. They got Austin Matthews and Mitchell Marner, who are one of the best duos in hockey right now, both with over 60 points for. And you also throw in Tavares. that They got three guys who are top 25 and points, which is goals and assists. So you got to like the Maple Leafs on the offensive side. I don't love them defensively, but I also think Montreal is the most ass team of everyone in the playoffs. So if they were playing anybody else, I'd probably take a chance, but I, I got to take Toronto. You know what? In hockey, though, just get in the playoffs and you got a chance. You can fight like hell, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Toronto has the best duo in the NHL, hands down. They can score in an instant. I'm taking Toronto. Tim's taking Toronto. Jay Gray, you're the lone wolf there taking the Canadians. Pittsburgh Penguins, New York Islanders. The Pens are down one game, playing game two tonight. So series could be tied by the time this episode comes out. Or could be wide open. Uh, I'm going with the Penguins. Easy peasy. They're going to come back. I'm not worried about that. I would take the Islanders in this one. I think this is one of those one of those matchups that whoever's going to win this matchup has the potential to upset a lot of teams. And the Islanders have been playing really well in the playoffs in, in the past recently, so I'm going to go with the Islanders. 
I'm generally just picking penguins because I like penguins. <laughs> I agree with Jay Gray. I think I think the Islanders could go on a run. They did last year as the I think they were like the sixth seed. And again, part of this, they I think they have the best goalie in hockey right now. And this is Semyon Varlamov, who I'm I'm just learning these names for the first time. But he he is the goalie. It is what the Islanders are known for, their defense and not allowing points. And even though the Penguins have, obviously, Sidney Crosby, they've got Jake Gunzel, but the problem is they're just old. I think these guys are like, they're older than 33, 34. They're just aging a little bit. I wonder if Penns fans are just like, this is, you know, Sidney's going to get us to the promised land one more time. We're going we're gonna to make a run. And I just think this Islanders team has experience. And again, defense wins playoff games. And one number one seed has to go down in my book, and it's this matchup. So I'm going to take the Islanders. I'm hitching my horse to your wagon there. Hitching my wagon to your horse there. You're right. A one seed has to go down, and it's the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yin's over there in Pittsburgh. Sid the kid getting put through a table thanks to Sebastian Ojo. And the rest of the New York Islanders, I rode them all postseason long last year. One game away from being the hockey king, Tim took my title from me. I'm riding the Islanders again, baby. Let's go, New York. Tim's also got smart over last year. He's taking the Islanders as well. There we go. Half the half the pod. Over half. Slate and Matt taking the Penguins. Everybody else taking the Islanders. It's hard to ignore the fact that the Penguins have lost six times since April. So True. Very true. And the Islanders. I've only won six in the last 16. So, well, it just they, sounds yeah. like the Penguins are due to have a loss or four. I wonder yeah. took game one overtime goal, baby. So only three more. So, seven in the three last more. 17. Islanders has been feeling up on some Coney dogs, chilling, rehabbing. Penguins are burned out. Ice is melting. Global warming. Check it out. We shall see. Capitals moving on from Sid the Kid to Ovechkin, the Russian spy. The scrappy Capitals, I should say. They're getting some hot water late in the season. Uh, going against Jay Gray, your bees, Boston bees, the Bruins, tied 1-1, going to game three. Who are we taking? I'm actually going Bruins in six. Capitals, Calling the shot. Yeah. Capitals, uh, there's just like too much uncertainty, I think. Uh, and then Taylor Hall for the uh, Bruins has added just kind of a whole other dimension. 14 points in 16 games. So, I like it. I don't know if anyone got a chance to watch that game last night, but number one was the longest game of my life because there are penalties every two seconds. Number two, there is going to be an all out brawl. They're going to put all their scrappers on the court and someone's going to lose the rest of the teeth that they have. And probably some scrappy. It is ugly. If you like hockey where they're literally just beating each other up, this is the series to watch. That being said, I'm taking the bees. Duh. I don't like, Washington at all. I'm I can't see the bees losing to Chara. Um, I think that would be really, really sad for me. It's kind of like the Patriots losing the Brady. Like it's almost bittersweet, but this is the Crapitals, and we don't have time for the Crapitals in Boston. So I'm taking the bees. Um, I'm not gonna put a number on it because I do think this one could go to seven just because of how testy it's been in the past few games. But I, I want them to make a run, and it's been 10 years since Boston won a Stanley Cup. Why not have an anniversary, right? I'm also going for Boston. Couldn't really tell you why, but yeah, there we go. Boston Bruins. 
But probably because Happy Gilmore wore a Boston Bruins jersey. That's probably why. It is why, actually, to be fair. Hey, good, good piece of trivia there. Yeah. Thank you very much. The price is right, Bob. <laughs> I feel better about my pick now. I'm going to take the Capitals. This was a this was a coin flip for me. I think for the reasons, you know, Jay Gray, this is it. This is a chippy matchup. And I was tempted to take the Bruins, but both teams have pretty veteran lineups. And I'll be honest, Ovechkin sold me. He had a sick ricochet goal in game two. They didn't they didn't win that one, but I like the Capitals. But it, it's going to seven. This is a series. This this is definitely it's up in the air. It's up for grabs. We'll see. We'll see who wins, but give me Capitals. This is this is a grudge match. Anytime you got Tom Wilson on the ice and you got any type of Bruins lineup out there, it's going to get hot. It's going to get testy. And then you add in the fact that Chara gets a little homecoming here, a team that did not pick him up after he became a free agent. He said, fine, screw you guys. I'm going down to Washington. Go win me a cup. I'm taking the Caps in seven here. The Capitals just have too much talent, but – in the, the day, I think we're going to see one hell of a series. I'm going to be happy either way, I think. Tim is also taking the Caps. Oilers, Jets, who are we picking? Uh, I'm going with the Oilers. From what I did see, Winnipeg basically had zero answers for Connor McDavid uh, the whole season. Um, and that's pretty much why they won seven of the nine meetings between the two of them. So I will say there is a iffy factor if I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Hella Buick. He's the goalie for the Jets. Uh, he's he's good enough to steal, steal a few games. So could be a toss up there, but I'm gonna go with the Oilers. Yeah, I'm also going with the Oilers. I'm still angry at Atlanta for getting rid of their team, and that's Winnipeg now. So like, no, they need to come back to Atlanta. Also, McDavid is just stupid. I don't think there's an answer in the league for him at all. A concrete one person answer. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Oilers as well. Time to oil up, baby. I'm going Oilers. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta take back my comment about the Maple Leafs having the best two because it's clearly Edmonton with McDavid and Dreitstel, who they're first and second in assists in the league, and McDavid second in goals. I mean, this is this is can't miss for a front two, or perhaps even a front three if you throw in Barry, but I actually like Winnipeg. I think that this is a team, they're not flashy, but I think they can play scrappy. This is a series that can go to six or seven. And again, I actually think the winner of this game takes on the Maple Leafs because I don't think the Maple Leafs are that strong. And I'm waffling. Right now I've got Edmonton circled, but I've got a star next to Winnipeg. (sighs) You know, I'm going to take Winnipeg to call my shot but I'll probably bounce back to Edmonton if they do prevail. But give me Winnipeg Jets. You guys are crazy. Fitz, you are crazy. (laughs) Seven out of nine games, they've taken L's against the Oilers. Seven out of nine. They're due. Done. Dead. Get them out of here. Oilers move on in game five. Tim is taking the Jets, though. He's with you. Also should be noted, Winnipeg, they had a player bring in their pet goats to the team as a boost for the playoffs. I think they've just got a little bit of energy. All right, hold on. You didn't tell us that before we met our picks, damn it. Hold on. This changes the whole – get the hell out of here. No, it doesn't. So you got it, This team's got a goat. I'm telling you. Yeah, they're – I think it's their starting forward has uh, two pet goats. Wow. Carolina, 
Woo! And the Hurricanes up 1-0 on Smashville and the Preds. Who are we taking? Uh, this one's this one's the easiest one. Canes and five. They're in the top three in power play and penalty killing. And then Nashville is actually at the bottom of those categories and last in scoring in playoffs. So I don't think they got enough firepower to hang with Carolina. And it showed last night. Yeah, I'm taking Carolina too. But I am excited that Nashville actually is playing on the East Coast. So I think this is something that they need to keep. The NHL, keep Canada in Canada, let Nashville play on the East Coast. Um, It's going to be, people are going to buy in more. Makes 20 times more sense. Keep on the East Coast. To keep you all happy, I will also be taking the Canes. That a baby, Matt? I was ready to hit remove from meeting. So I'm glad we passed that test. Yeah. I'm a little worried about the Canes offensively. I don't know if they produce enough goals, but I am all in on Alex Nedeljkovic. He's the rookie goalie sensation. As I mentioned before, I think that New York Islanders have the number one goalie. I think the Knights have the number two. I think this Canes rookie in goal is number three in the league, and I think he could very well be the goalie of the future of this league. And it's exciting, and they've got other pieces, Jordan Stahl, Sebastian Aho, but I'm all about some Canes hockey, and I think they got the home ice or the home rink advantage. Shout out to the CDC guidelines now. They're at max capacity, and I think PNC Arena is going to be hopping. I think it's going to give a big lift in this portion of the playoffs. So give me the Canes. I, I think they take down the Predators pretty handedly. Tim is taking the Canes as well. I dare you to find me a better home ice advantage than PSC Arena last night. That place was electric. I heard it 20 miles down the road here at my house. That place was phenomenal. I'm excited to see what the Canes are doing. Canes in four, baby. Clean, sweet, Smashville. Get the f- out of here. Last matchup, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning. Lightning up 1-0. Lightning in seven. This is going to be one of the best first-round series. They're going to have um, potentially Stamkos come back and uh, Kucherov for the playoffs, not to mention going back to the goalie thing. My number one goalie is uh, Veselevsky from the Lightning, and that dude's a, an absolute monster. So as long as they can keep him in goal and not rely on their backup, who is like – can't even – it's like two. and He's basically shit compared to Vasilevsky, and if he doesn't stay in goal, they're screwed. But, yeah, this is going to be the best series, and I'm going to end up taking the Lightning. Yeah, I'm still upset with the Lightning from last year. They knocked the Bees out of the playoffs last year, and it was a pretty dirty matchup. Yeah, it it still grinds my gears. So I am taking the Panthers. I hope that the Panthers win. I I think that's unlikely, but I'm going to choose against the Lightning in every round um, because I don't want to see them. I'm taking the Lightning. Can't tell you why. Purely just, yeah, there we go. I love it, Matt. I can't wait to beat like all of you guys after you guys have done so much research as well. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> hey, ride the lightning. Well, I picked the lightning last year on a hunch, and I said I just like the way their four guys move the puck. It was the most like basic, non-research opinion, but it still holds up. As I as I watched highlights, I love Stamkos and Point, and they they do move the puck really well. It's just a team that I love watching their offense. But I got to share this controversy with Kucherov, that Kucherov scored two goals after sitting on IR 
all year. And it's causing a buzz because Tampa Bay putting Kucherov on IR, they actually saved money. His 9.5 million salary wouldn't count against the cap space. And they only, and Tampa Bay only had a hundred, they only had a million in cap space with Kucherov off the books. So now that he gets to come in for postseason and he's dominant, it's kind of like across the league. It's kind of a big middle finger to the rest of the league and, and to kind of the guidelines. But Just not I'm, checkers, all, baby. I'm all in on it. Let's go Tampa. And I'm going to be waffling between them and the Hurricanes because obviously Carolina, but that'd be an awesome showdown. Uh, Canes versus Lightning. Uh, Lightning are the defending champs. It's going to be a tough out. And Kucherov is off. He's obviously providing them a lift here. Although I will say the Florida Panthers are pretty hot. I think they're one of the hottest teams right now. But I got to give it to the champs. Tampa Bay, they're making it through. It's hard to argue against the defending champs. However, they have a losing record against Florida. They are three and five against the Thurs down in Florida. (sighs) Jay Gray, let's go, baby. We're taking our talents down to South Beach, down to Florida. Let's go Thurs. They get the job done. Hey, that's it for Hockey Talk. That's it for our pick'ems. Let us know how we did, how wrong we were, how right we were. So we will announce the loser challenge next week on our one-year anniversary. Don't miss that episode. Jay Gray, you got to hop off. Yep, you got to hop off. We appreciate the hell you hopping on. Next week, get a little sound bite for our one-year anniversary from the Sip of Death Queen. I got you guys. No problem. All right, Jay Gray. Sip of Death Queen. (laughs) Be good. All right, boys. NBA. I know nothing about the NBA. Yeah, we're just doing play-in or first round. I guess no, we have to do play-in because first round isn't decided. Tim made his picks already. Wait, did he do the play-in or did he just do first round? He did f- first round. Let's just do that. Guess Let's who you it. think's gonna win the play-in? Let's do it. Yeah, just go. Let's tip it off here. Play-in games, first round games. This bracket is the most confusing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm wild. Gonna, I'm going, what on earth is this? Why do they play so many games in the NBA to only eliminate five teams? Yeah, right? <laughs> That's a good question. We're going to start with the playing game happening right now. Have an unfair advantage against Tim here. Sorry about you, dude. Hornets, Pacers. He's picking the Hornets. <laughs> who are currently down by 30 right now. Jesus. Are you joking? Yeah, they're getting molly whopped. Yeah, thanks for coming. Is it just a one one of one? Oh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it is one of one. Yeah. How much time's left in the game? Like six minutes. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I had Charlotte circled, so I'm going to have to change that pick. I'm going to go with the Pacers. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're going to scratch that one just for fair of this whole thing. So this playing system is weird. We talked about the bracket here. Nine and ten, Pacers and Charlotte. Loser is done. Out. The winner has to play another playing game of the loser between Boston and the Wizards. So whoever wins between Boston and D.C., they're automatically in. The loser gets a second chance to come back in. This is the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, same thing with the Memphis Grizzlies and Spurs. Loser, that one, done, dead. Get them out of there. Winner will play the loser between the Lakers and Golden State Warriors. So let's start with the confusion there. We know that the Pacers are moving on to play in their second playing game. Who are they going to play, Boston or Washington? 
I think the Wizards are going to be playing the Pacers. So you think Washington will lose? Yeah, I think Boston's going to beat Washington. All right. Okay. Do they beat the Nets? No, absolutely not. Sorry. Okay. So we're taking the Nets. <laughs> I'm taking the Wizards over the Celtics. And I like Bradley Bill, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. And I'm hoping for the KD versus Russell Westbrook showdown in the next oh, round with the Nets and Wizards. But I, I don't think I don't think the Wizards take him. Wait, Maybe the Nets. Does Westbrook play for the Wizards now? Yeah, he's on the Wizards. Dude, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Westbrook's tearing it up with the Wizards right now. Well, I know he's like the triple double king, but he's also on a shitty team. So yeah. All right, so you're saying the Nets get the job done against the Wizards? Yeah, Nets unfortunately get it done. All right. I'm going for Boston to beat the Wizards and then the Nets to beat Boston. Exactly the same as that. Death. Okay, good, good. Tim is saying Boston to beat the Wizards and then Boston to beat the Nets. Uh, Jesus, what a troll. And Tim, I'm right there with you, baby. Rise oh, up, B-Town. Let's go. <laughs> so that means whoever loses – Boston or Washington plays Indiana, who oh, then the winner right. of that oh, has to play <laughs> the Sixers. This is a seven-layer yeah. dip here, boys. We got to dive into it. But it's not that hard. Are the Sixers going to lose? That's the question. Yeah. I say I'm, no. Regardless, not I'm taking the Sixers. Yeah. If our playing game stuff doesn't matter, then I'm just going to take the Sixers. Sixers. Fitz yeah. is saying Sixers. Yeah. yeah. Although they are a little injured. Like they've got Seth Curry hip injury. Danny Green, hip. Joe Harris, knee injury. Ben Simmons, back injury. Mm. I think Joel Embiid's good to go. But this this is a pretty battered Sixers lineup coming at the worst time. That's true. But, but they still beat the Pacers or the Celtics. Yeah, I'm going for the exactly same thing. 76 is to beat whoever they play. The Shubers could be the Pacers. All right, Tim said the Hornets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, you have to give them a free pass. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say that the Hornets would be Brooklyn or 76ers? He didn't specify. I think the troll didn't look at the actual bracket. <laughs> I'll text him, viewers. You'll see it on Instagram. You'll see what pick he makes. Sorry, it won't yeah. be on air for you. You guys are taking the Sixers, but they're beat up. They're hurting. Washington or Indiana, they have to go against. Woo! That's tough. I'm taking either Indiana or Washington. Upset alert, one seed, done. Dead. Get them out of there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Let's move on to the west side here for the playing games because we need more confusion. Memphis, Spurs, who are we taking? I like Grizzly Bears. We'll go Memphis. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Tottenham Hotspur. So for that reason and that reason only, I'm going to pick the Spurs. Got some breaking is- news about the Spurs. Your Spurs over there. Mm. We'll have to get into. We will do. This is the game no one cares about because Lakers, Golden State play tonight. And whoever loses tonight is just going to wax Memphis or, or San Antonio. So I guess give me Memphis, sure, put it down. But then Braun's just going to come in and, and tear him up. Tim is saying Spurs, and I'm going Grizzlies. I think there's a lot of young talent there. I think they're not quite ready to take the reins. Like you said, they're going to run into either the Lakers or the Warriors. Good freaking luck. But I think there's some good promise there for them. Most of us are saying Spurs eliminate, except for Matt and Tim. They're saying Spurs going to keep it rolling. Lakers, Golden State Warriors, the the money matchup in playing games here. 
Big Bron guy. I think we'll take the Lakers. Okay, this you're taking the toughest one out of all of them. Yeah, you're taking L.A. Do they beat the Suns? Yes. L.A. straight. I'm also going to be really boring and pick the Lakers as well. Do they take on the? Do they beat the Suns the next round? I really have no idea, but it's more of a coin toss to be honest. Uh, I'm going to say no. Suns. For the, for my next pick, I literally will flip a coin. <laughs> I got to say, this is like the weirdest playoffs. Like, not just the format, but the fact that LeBron and the Lakers are the seven and Curry and the Warriors are the eight seed. Like, if I'm the Utah Jazz sitting at one, I don't want to play the loser of this game. I mean, like, I'm that's, shitting my pants. Like, that is nuts. Like, if I have to face LeBron, like, as the number one seed, that is insane to me, or Steph for that matter. And and I'm gonna be honest, like my hot take, I think Golden State is better to lose tonight against the Lakers because I think the Warriors could beat the Jazz in the first round. I don't think they could beat the Suns. I think the Suns are too good. And everyone thinks the Jazz are the team, and they're very good. I just I I actually don't see the Jazz reaching the finals and Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell just got hurt. He should be back in at least a week, but he could be out in that first series. So, I mean, it, it's really interesting. But LeBron James, also, he rolled his ankle in the finale, but he said he's good to go. So we'll see. But I actually think even though Golden State should be better off to lose, I think uh, they're going to screw it up. I think they're going to win and lose to the Suns. <laughs> In in a great in a great series for for round one, but I think the Suns with Chris Paul and and D Book just get it done, and the Lakers will play Utah. I mean, this, this is scary. like this is scary if I'm any of these teams. Like you've got a rested playoff LeBron coming at you hot. Like it's just funny how in the East we can go, oh Sixers they'll beat whoever or yeah. Nets yeah they'll they'll beat whoever, and you look at like. If you're the Jazz, I don't want LeBron, but hell, I don't want Steph and Steve Kerr and and Wiggins, who's coming along, and Draymond Green. I mean, this is a good Warriors team who's getting hot. Tim is picking the Warriors to beat the Lakers, which gives him the date with the Suns. We will find out his pick on Instagram, listeners, uh, between Warriors and Suns. You never know about Tim. I'm going to go Warriors as well. I Fitz, I think I'm with you. Warriors would be better off playing the Jazz and then going through the Clippers or Mavs. But the Suns are tough. Dame time in Portland's tough. The Nuggets are tough. Being that eight seed's better off than being the the nine or ten seed there. But we'll see. I'm saying Warriors, and then I'm also saying the Suns gets it done. That's it for the playing games. All right, listeners, don't judge us too hard because there's a lot of things up in air here. Clippers, Mavs, four and five seed. Who wins? I think I know somebody that plays for the Clippers, so I'm going to go with the Clippers. Oh, does Kawhi still play for the Clippers? Yeah. Go, right, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I know somebody. Like, you knew Yeah, somebody. that's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> all right, man, just hold it out on us. I have a better chance of knowing a <laughs> Russian ballerina than I do an NBA player. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I know no. Mo Williams. Or is he on the Clippers? <laughs> I know Mo Williams. Uh, I just flipped a pound coin. Heads was Clippers and it flipped heads, so I'm going for LA Clippers. Good move. I also flipped a coin, <laughs> but but my coin gave me Dallas. Ooh. So I it's a really close matchup. 
love Kawhi, I love Luca. And I, I think I rode Luca last year a little too far in the playoffs, but I'll take him. I'll take him this year. I like Dallas. Dallas is dangerous, but it's quiet in the playoffs, man. I know. It's hard. It, it's really hard. Me and Tim, we're taking our talents down to Staples Center. We're going Clippers, baby. Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers. What do we say? Nuggets. I just found out their team nickname is Nuggets. That is amazing. And now it's not but, chicken nuggets. It's not like the Nuggets. Oh, what? It's like what a gold it? nugget. Oh. Like a piece of gold. Oh, that's disappointing. Oh, for that reason, I picked Portland then. I thought that was chicken nuggets. <laughs> How misleading that is. Language barrier. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, this is tough because obviously we just we talked about Jokic for MVP, but them losing Jamal Murray for the season is killer. I think if Murray was here, this is a possible Western Conference champ. I mean, this this is a team that can make a really deep run. I just don't know how far they can keep this going. They're like a 500 team right now. They're just not they're not gelling the same way they were. And I like Portland. I think Portland's coming in hot. And someone's due to spoil. I'm going to take the Trailblazers in this one. Tim is going to troll you and go to the Nuggets there. He thinks they're okay. They're perfectly fine. I'm with you. Dame time. Portland. Rip city for a reason. RIP to the Nugs. Portland gets it done. But I think it's one hell of a series. New York Knickerbockers against the Atlanta Hawks. Let's hear it for New York, by the way. When's the last time the Knicks have been in the playoffs? That was back in Melo's days. That was not even the end of Melo days. <laughs> I'm flipping a dip can. <laughs> Atlanta it is. Go Trey Young. So I do know that the Knicks fans are very annoying for my times following Barstool Sports on Instagram and everything. So for that reason and that reason only, I'm picking Atlanta. Spike Lee, if you're listening, don't take what he just said. <laughs> Let's hear it for New York. I'm taking the Knicks to win this, and I'm going to go ahead and lock it in. Knicks are knocking down the Sixers in the next round. This is this is New York. They're back. They're in the playoffs. They're contenders. Give me the Knicks. Since they drafted Obi Toppin, things have just been different. So I'm feeling it. I don't want no beef spike. Tim is taking New York Knicks, and we talked about our greatest what-ifs in sports recently. And I brought up D. Rose never getting hurt. This is D. Rose's chance to get some last-minute, last-career magic here. I'm taking the Knicks as well. I Wait, love to D. see Rose him. for the Knicks? Yeah. All right, Knicks. I'm changing my mind. <laughs> New York, Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat. What did we say? So when I was in Miami, they had a Heat game, and the place was electric, even though – there wasn't that many fans. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to go with the Heat. So, Bucks slash Deers is like my favorite animal. Weird, I know. But for that reason, that reason only, I'm picking Milwaukee. That is probably one of the most unique facts I've ever heard about somebody. There we go. So, the Heat was my team last year that I bet on to win the finals. And they came up just a game short or two games short, I should say. Cost you that mile. It cost me that mile. But... You know, I, I've always said this is Milwaukee's year. I'm with like all the the Bucks fans. Like this is their year, and they they crumble. But I really do feel like Giannis is. You know, he's at that stage of his career where he's like 25, 26. 
it's kind of like Jordan and the Bulls. Like Jordan in the playoffs, he would always show up, but they just couldn't quite get there. But there's some pieces around the Bucks that are that are gelling. I think Giannis has had enough experience to say, okay, it's my time to take over. This is the portion of the bracket to watch. I think that the winner of Milwaukee, Miami, and then and then even the next round with Brooklyn, that whoever has to take on Brooklyn, I think they can represent the East in in the finals this year. And you know, I'm gonna take the Bucks. I think this is the Bucks year. I think we see Giannis in the finals. I think that's what I'm hoping for. And again, they have to get through the nets, but I'm gonna lock it in. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Giannis. Let's go, Chris Middleton. That's a that's a good team. Slate, I think you had a little inside trading info meeting with Tim here because he's also picking the Heat. He's down there turning up down in Miami with you and Pitbull. <sighs> Tyler Hero, Jimmy Buckets, you're done. Dead, your time is gone. You had your chance last year. It's over. Greek Freak's time is now. He gets it done. Let's go, Bucks. Antler up, baby. I will say, I don't think there is a team more slept on this year than the Milwaukee Bucks. And again, I think it comes from a past that people have put their hopes in the Bucks and said, these are they're going to be in the finals, and then they don't make it. And this year, no one's talking about them. Everyone's talking about Sixers, Nets, and I, and I don't even see Bucks in the conversation. And I think the Bucks are very much in the conversation. That's it for Basketball Talk, boys. Listeners, let us know how we did, how we didn't do. Sorry for the confusion with the playing games. Well, all right, lads. So, where do we start this week? And it has to be at Wembley, where 22,000 fans were inside the stadium. Probably the biggest event in the UK since, well, since you know when. Um, so, the cup final, FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester happened this weekend. And the first half was quite a cagey affair. It's sort of the same sort of game like this in a, in a final. Both teams weirdly play not to lose rather than to win. And for the first half, teams always play a bit more conservative, a bit more defensive. But on the 65th minute, like that completely changed when Yuri uh, Tillemans picked up the ball from about 30 yards out, put it onto his right foot, and he literally smashed at home. And it was a cracking goal for the Leicester player. Like the, the Chelsea defenders just stayed way off him and he just literally screamed at home. And it was just great to see fans react to the absolute well, well cracking goal. It was amazing. It was brilliant. But, you know, that gave uh, Chelsea with a job to do. And then they needed a goal to get back in the game, obviously. And uh, uh, Leicester keeper, Danish pet, yes, um, Kasper Schmeichel, made two unbelievable saves to keep it 1-0 later in the game. And then finally, at the death of the game, Thiago Silva plays this beautiful diagonal ball into the box. Ben Chirwell runs onto it. He, scram- he manages just to scramble the ball into the back of the net. All the Chelsea players are going crazy. All the Chelsea fans are going crazy. Everyone is losing their mind. However, VAR rules the goal offside and I mean by like the most barest of margins if uh, please look it up at home like Ben Chua would have been offside by inches not even inches like his shoulder just like his shoulder his arm is just a little bit further than 
the last offender, and that's ruled him offside. It's absolutely crazy. It's unbelievable. Some people would say VR is killing the game. I could see their argument, but if you're offside, you're offside. But yeah, and after that, Chelsea never scored. So Leicester won the FA Cup for the first time in their history. Huge congrats to them. Well done for them. Cup champions of England. Super buzzing for the Leicester fans. So that was that game. That was the final. And weirdly, literally two days later in the final, they played each other again in the league at Stamford Bridge. This is actually a, a really big game as well. So as you know, these two teams are playing for Champions League football, trying to get into the top four. And from the start, it just looks like it's going to be a Chelsea win. Chelsea had two goals ruled off uh, for a handball and for offside, uh, both from coming from Tina Werner. The poor man just doesn't have any luck. You know, after a big signing from RB Leipzig, he hasn't had a good season this year for Chelsea. And I think he's only scored 11 goals for them in all competitions. You know, he signed for like £60 million. You need to be scoring more goals for that. But in the second half, Chelsea scored two relatively quick goals. Um, scored from a corner, which literally, uh, Rudiger literally scored from his hip. And then later on in the half, they were given a very soft penalty. Uh, I don't think it even was a penalty. I'd be, if I was a Leicester fan, I'd be pissed off that was a penalty. Jorginho stepped up, put the ball right back at the goal. That's pretty much, that was pretty much the game done and dusted. Um, until Kelechi and Ilicheo scored a goal late on. But it was only really a consolation goal. The result gives Chelsea Champions League football for the next season, which is pretty good. It's very good for them. However, unfortunately, Leicester uh, needs Liverpool to slip up in their last two games. Otherwise, Leicester will not get Champions League football next year. And for the people who are listening who knew about the Premier League last year, Leicester City dropped out the Champions League spots on the last game of the season. And it could well happen again this year, which would be heartbreaking for them. Absolutely heartbreaking. And then the last game that we're going to talk about quickly is the game at the Hawthorns, where Allison, the goalkeeper Allison, scored a goal for Liverpool. Unbelievable scenes. It would beg a belief if, you know, fans were allowed in the stadium. West Brom went 1-0 up after 15 minutes. And it looks pretty comfortable until Mo Salah scored a very typical Mo Salah goal. Ball comes back to him on his left foot. He just curls it into the back post. Typical Mo Salah goal, 1-0. However, Liverpool need to get the win to keep their hopes alive for the Champions League football. And then it's a 95th minute. They get a corner. You know, and then the keeper, the goalkeeper goes up to the corner. If you ever go to a game of football or watch a game and you watch a goalkeeper leave his net and go up for a corner, it's the most exciting thing you can ever see. You just love it because it's just the the, the odd chance that a, a goalkeeper could actually score a goal. It's very, very rare. And it happened. The goal, sorry, the corner was whipped in. Allison rose like a salmon and literally just does it into the back of the net. Absolute scenes. Unbelievable. Huge congrats to that guy. Unbelievable stuff for Liverpool. That's what they needed as well. Um, 
it's been a pretty poor season for Liverpool, but this result gives uh, you know Champions League football in their hands. But yeah, but looking forward to this season, it so this weekend is the last weekend of Premier League football. So that means there's only two real games you need to look out for this weekend. As there's only two, there's only one thing to play for this weekend, and that is the last spot of the Champions League. So Leicester are playing Tottenham Hotspur. Leicester need to win and hope Liverpool drop points against Burnley or Crystal Palace. And if they do, Leicester get Champions League football. If they don't, Liverpool will be get Champions League football. It's quite big. And that is, like, the, the financial reward yeah, of getting Champions League football is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. So this is huge. But as also, we should note for the Leicester Spurs game, this probably will be the last game Harry Kane will play as a Tottenham Hotspur player. Harry Kane's been with Spurs pretty much all his life. He's a, he loves the club. He loves Tottenham Hotspur. You know, he will always be regarded as a Tottenham Hotspur legend. But he needs to get onto bigger and better things. He needs to go for a big club. You know, I said a couple of weeks back, you know, he is... He's, you know, a bigger transfer target than Lionel Messi and Ronaldo, purely because he's so much younger than them and he's so much more to give um, right now. And I hope he generally gets a move to like a Bayern Munich, a Chelsea or a Man City so he can finally win a trophy. You know, it's ludicrous that people like Phil Foden, who is 20 years old, who plays for Manchester City, has more trophies than Harry Kane. Um, despite the fact Harry Kane has been like one of the best players in the Premier League for the last two or three seasons. And Phil Foden only really has had one or two good seasons in the Premier League. But yeah, so look out for that. Look out for the transfer rumours going forward into the transfer window, which begins in July. Yeah. Kane, you know, there's reports this morning that he is, he's done. He's going out. He's leaving the Spurs. And all of a sudden, an hour ago, now he's saying, no, 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 I didn't say that. But Matt, you're saying, regardless of what he's saying right now, he's done. He's getting out of there. He deserves better than what Tottenham's given him. Yeah, he, he deserves better. And I think he, he's got to leave. As much as you love your own club, you're going to want to win trophies, haven't you? Um, but the issue is, really, is that will Daniel Levy, the chairman, like he's like the general, general manager, you'd probably say, will he allow him to leave Tottenham. Um, it depends what teams are going to pay for him as well. So yeah. some people some people are saying Manchester City and like Chelsea and Liverpool are going to have to pay £200 million for Harry Kane. Like, that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. So like the way transfers and all that sort of stuff in the football game is completely different to American sports. There's, there's no draft, there's no trading. It's quite simply you pay for players at two hundred million pounds for one football player is well, it's ludicrous, really. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. So look out for that. Look out for that. And uh, yeah, as I said, as Liverpool are playing Burnley this, uh, sorry, they're playing Burnley midweek. Uh, they're playing Crystal Palace Sunday. All games are going to be on at eleven o'clock Eastern time. So look out for that. Um, as I said, this has a bit Liverpool season. After romping and like battering the league last year, um, they've been very poor. 
Champions League spot would salvage that, but they've still been very poor by their own standards. Also, finally, going to give a little shout out to Roy Hodgson. This he has going to retire from being a manager, um, and he's going to leave Crystal Palace at the end of the season. Um, he's had quite a career. I mean, he's managed small, very small teams in Sweden. He's highly regarded by Swedish team Malmo as one of their best managers. But he's also managed England when they had their disastrous campaign in the 2014 World Cup, when England got knocked out in the group stages and didn't even win a game. Um, he's also managed Liverpool. He's also managed Inter Milan. He's a, if you look at his like the teams he's managed, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Like they're completely different teams. Um, but he's been a manager for 45 years. Um, I would say he's underrated manager. Wish him a happy retirement. He's had a a cracking career. He's 73, so he's getting on a little bit, but yeah, so there we go. That's that. And then finally, finally, just a little FYI, it's only three weeks to the Euro starts, which is extremely exciting. Um, this is going to be the, like, the football tournament of the summer. The Euros are going to be in England. Well, most some of the games are going to be in England and it's going to be crazy. And I think England could win it, but we'll talk more about the Euros when it gets close to it. I'm excited for it. I cannot wait. Good roundup. Matt, it's been a hell of a footy season and I can't wait for it to keep uh, yeah, yeah. keep trickling down. So, yeah, so we've got only we've got this weekend and the weekend after of a domestic and then we've got the Euros. Awesome. Golly. Euros cannot get here soon enough. I'm excited for it. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I saw a random uh, news article say that somebody uh, has been sent to jail for um, using a glitch on an app for to order themselves uh, KFC worth worth of for free for well, that, which is worth like six thousand five hundred. But I'm trying to think of that. Trying to think of that as a question. If you were going to go to jail, what would most likely be the reason? Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, oh, so, oh so yes. Oh, easy. Yeah, All right. <laughs> Great question. Great question. Not super easy, and you totally believe it. And it'd be drunk and disorderly. <laughs> I'd be locked in a drunk tape for the night, waiting on you boys to come get me. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's right. Not that I've ever done this. I would be really good at fleeing from the cops. Like if I if like if I had like a traffic violation or like I was, you know, coming for my arrest then I could just run because like I, I was a cross country runner. And sometimes I'm like, I know these roads better than a cop, <laughs> like driving or running wise. Like I know where I'm at. I can run in this backyard and end up on this cul-de-sac and and find my way around. So maybe it just be this man's been running for 12 hours straight and they cannot catch him like that would be me and i'd be like yeah i resisted arrest i didn't really do anything but i just didn't i didn't follow the cop's commands so I'd, i feel like that'd be mine just out stamina the shit out of <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i believe yeah. fits good Awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's like Michael Sarah and Superbad when <laughs> because I'm, he's fast as shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I think mine would be, I need to explain mine as soon as I straight say it, probably indecent exposure. <laughs> when I'm drunk and I've like broken a seal and like I just constantly need a pee, constantly. And when I'm walking from pub to pub, like I can just picture myself like, oh, I've got 20 minutes to walk to this pub. I ain't making out, I need a piss right now. I'll go for a wee and then like someone taps me on the shoulder and I go, and then just goes, hello, 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 and then yeah, so there we go, that would be it. Just indecent exposure, having a piss in the public, we all do it. I feel like, yeah, that'd be why. I can see that. Yeah, I think we've all been there before. Definitely. I have allegedly have done this. I've never done this though. I, I like to explore things that might be locked or closed or abandoned. Allegedly, I like to do that type of stuff especially after a couple of drinks. So, you know, maybe breaking into an abandoned mental asylum or a school or, you know, whatever it might be, climbing a fence to go to the stadium, whatever it might be, uh, I could see myself doing that one. Little B and E action? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, allegedly, this is not, not saying we've done this or not. What about allegedly throwing jack-o'-lanterns from people's apartments? off balconies <laughs> hey that's gonna do it for the show <laughs> next week we celebrate our one year anniversary boys I cannot wait get the confetti out get the streamers 40 ounces are being poured up here at the pub we can't wait for it listeners you want in on this one year anniversary send us a sound clip you can email it to us you can send it through Instagram you can do it through Anchor whatever you want let's go celebrate this one year anniversary with a bang have one hell of a day weekend where day he listens to pour a cold one up relax and boys let's have a hell of a weekend have a wonderful time where's tim yeah. <laughs> that's all they got the sad version uh in a bit go well <laughs> <laughs> so bad so bad we need tim yeah tim's our glue he's our he's like tim duncan shout out who we didn't give to a hall of famer